Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. If you are ready to be a fly on the wall for some deep and delicious conversation, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about planting new thought seeds and empowering our black minds to go deeper, touching on topics that most people may not think to think about. And we do this with everyday real people who are just trying to make a difference in the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, Master NLP and Hypnosis Practitioner and Trainer, Author, Speaker and Coach and the Founder of the Black Mind Garden Community. I'm here to motivate, empower and inspire you to be powerfully in the driver's seat of your mind and think outside the box so you can have the deepest experience of joy, success, freedom and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Okay, y'all, let's get meta. We are back. Welcome back to the Black Mind Garden where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. I am super excited today for this sister coach that I am having a conversation with today. You know, we're, we're having this conversation. I'm going to introduce her in just a moment. But just before we were having this conversation called You Are Not Meant to Be Invisible. And we're going to deepen that a little bit. But so much of us, I think, in our culture, we are uh, brought up to be seen and not heard. We are brought up to be, you know, make ourselves as small as possible to kind of not rock the boat. And it leads to this, this feeling of we should be invisible. And, but then yet there's something inside of us that feels like we have a, a path or a purpose. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And today I'm welcoming Bev. Barnes of the Souls Calling Academy. And she is a Souls Calling coach, uh, trainer, mentor, and Black life coach, sisterhood, um, entrepreneur, and creator, right? So she's a creator, a bringer together of people, a bringer together of sisters. And I'm just excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, Bev. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for being here. And you're hailing all the way from Canada. I am. And in fact, I'm in, yeah, I'm in Northern Quebec. So not Toronto, not Vancouver, Northern Northern Quebec. Quebec. Ah, (laughs) I love it when we get an international guest. It just is, it's so fun because there's different, and you, and you know, you're going to share about yourself. You've, you've been, you're global. So it's nice to hear that, have that global perspective, especially as a sister. So (laughs) I want, I always start the, the, the show by having people know who you are. So tell me a little bit about, you know, who you are, how you came to be where you are now. Okay. Big question, but okay. No, right. So so what I do right now, as you said, I, I started the Souls Calling Academy training and mentoring coaches and, and supporting um, particularly people, women who are racialized or marginalized. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I didn't start there. <laughs> I was born in England and my parents are Jamaican and uh, I grew up in England. Well, I grew up until I was about seven years old. And so one of my first memories, and I only say this because it, it just kind of informs a lot. One of my first memories is it's about four or five. I think I was four when I started school. I was one of those kids who was like, please, please, can I go to school? That was me and my sister. And um, kids chased us home from school and they called us Blackie. Mm. And I didn't know what they were talking about. So I was like, what are they talking about? I didn't know. I had no idea what that meant or why, right? So I go home and speak to my mom and my mom says, call them chalk. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, that one, that one's new. I never heard that one. Yeah, right. So I did and it worked and they stopped. And, uh, but I still felt, I felt kind of bad about it because I didn't really get it. But I, I sort of knew there was something England in those days. So like this is in the 60s in the 1960s England in those days there was there was a hierarchy and I knew it like I knew it at five years old or six years old I knew that people were classified in terms of color of black of brown yellow white I, like I knew all of this it, it's just the weirdest thing not talked about but known mm-hmm. so it's at, when I was around seven we moved to Canada and Canada in those days too was like not diverse right it's not like it is now Canada was like there was my sister myself my dad and my mom and we were who were black and and everybody else was white and so in all the schools all the the education practically every workplace I had for a long time Mm -hmm. I was always the only black face and along with all of that I was still trying to figure out what am I here to do? What am I here to do? And I always had this feeling that there was something that I was supposed to do, but I didn't know if I was imagining it, imagining it, and nobody talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like nobody said, hey, Bev, we see you. Mm-hmm. That, that really didn't happen. So mm-hmm. I did just kind of go along this path to try to figure out what I was supposed to do. But I did learn one thing. The one thing I learned was fit in, mm. don't make waves. Mm-hmm. Um, you really, really don't stand out. So that's what I did. You know, I mean, as an immigrant, yeah. you know, that's what we were supposed to do too, right? You're supposed to be quiet because the whole immigrant mentality is they're going to revoke your papers, whatever mm. those are. Right. So it's like, don't make waves. Don't talk about yourself. Don't talk about yourself, which means don't talk about your hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk about yourself. Don't talk about anything and fit in. And so what it was for me was like this, this invisibility dance. That's what I call it. So it's yeah. like you stay just as in, just invisible enough right. to not be seen. And you try to get seen just enough for people to think you're okay. So you're spending a lot of time on other people's perceptions. Right. You know, it's an interesting thing. Um, you growing up, you know, kind of in England, kind of in Canada, but mm-hmm. how similar the don't 
Make Waves conversation is universally for Mm -hmm. black and brown people. I just, I had to point that out because I think that sometimes people in the U.S. think that the black experience is so different somewhere else. And it's a universal experience. I went to Fiji once and (laughs) which was, this was kind of trippy and I'm walking down the street and there's, you know, that there's Africans, there's the the, the indigenous Fijians, there's the Africans. And then there's like dark skin Indians, like, Mm -hmm. like very dark. Yes. Yes. Like Afro Indians is what they look like. Mm -hmm. And some, I was walking down the street and this, I was speaking with this African person and he said, Indians don't like Africans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but they're just as, you know, like the black experience, <laughs> uh-huh. universal. They're like darker than the, some of the Africans, not liking Africans, universal experience of being Af- of African, like of direct African descent, direct and just removed African descent. So anyway just had to like insert that, that the, the smallness of the world experience, even though it seems like it's so different and we have the same experience. So many, so many commonalities. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there I was, I grew up in, in Canada and then I was this whole, where the rubber hit the road was, you know, so when you're, when you're, you know, trying hard your whole life to fit in, you don't know what makes you stand out, which means you don't know who you are Mm -hmm. because we're born to stand out. Like all of us are born to stand out. And I don't mean that we're all born to to be Oprah, for example, or to be an Instagram influencer. Standing out means like being who you are on the inside, like Mm -hmm. shining that light. Mm -hmm. But when you're busy fitting in and you're, told to fit in and everything in society that fitting in in the mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. um you can't figure out what you want to do so that's where the rubber hit the road for me I didn't know what I wanted to do I had no idea and interestingly enough I have a sister right she was completely different so she didn't mm-hmm. she didn't have the same response that I did mm-hmm. she was go out there prove you're good enough mm-hmm. she was she was constantly proving that's right. the other, the other extreme. That right? was me. Right. That was me. <laughs> right. So it's so great that you said that because people have different reactions and responses to having to like be, being forced to fit in a box. So yep. the one is to fit in and be invisible. And the other was, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna not prove it going to, you. to be a square peg in a round hole. I'm going to do everything my way. I'm going to prove to you that I'm good enough. Yep. And it might be not even I'm going to do everything my way. It's I'm going to su- I'm going to survive and do well and succeed in your society. Mm. I'm going to get to the top of your I'm not even going to think about what I want. Right. I'm going to work really really hard so that I'm the best. Right. I might end up I may, might end up miserable, right. but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to prove it to you. Yeah. So there, and I'm going to die trying. Right. So, but I, I was the other, other side. Yeah. I was like, and I saw her, I saw my sister get about, about this. So I decided not to, 
I'm back. Yeah. I decided not to. I decided to, that I was going to stay back, wait. So I had no idea who I was. Mm. And that's where my journey really began. So I, I, that's where my journey to soul's calling, listening to the inner yearnings of your soul. So you're, so the problem is we're, 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 we're out there trying to, to follow all the rules or figure out what people think we're supposed to be doing. And I was trying to do that with my brain, right? I was working really, really hard. I was really smart. And so people always told me I could do anything and da -da 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 -da, working really hard. So I was like, okay, biology, doctor, because my parents wanted me to be, to be a doctor. I do that. But uh, the, I remember the day of registration. So it was by, I was in biology, first day of university. Mm -hmm. McGill is the, the school I went to. McGill, and I, I had this voice was in my head. And the voice said, what the hell are you doing? yeah no no kind yeah, dear you know it was it was pretty much what the hell are you doing yeah you hate this what are you doing right and I listened for the first time mm. and I switched to psychology the, before school started like the day of registration I switched to psychology I'd never taken a psychology course in my life I had no idea what I was going to do but I knew it was about people so I started I did that and I started on this track had no idea what I wanted to do but knew that it had to do with people and I would figure it out as as I went forward my problem yeah go ahead I had to just I just I just need to put a put an accent on something you said you know, the little voice in your head said what the hell are you doing yes <laughs> but here's the thing most people wouldn't listen to that they'd be like well I'm doing this right I know and imagine how many times how many people out there who have ignored that voice for years and years and years? And what I think is so amazing just about what you said there is that you were able to listen in that moment. And, and that's a gift. And, and so I just, I punctuate it because for those who are listening, you know, it's never too late to listen right. to that voice. And if you, if the voice has been muted for so long that you no longer can hear it, you know, get, get, think about that time when you first heard it and, mm -hmm. and, and start to reconnect from that standpoint. I, and I'm sure we might get into that, but it's just so great that you said you listened to that voice. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And there was something that I remember I was going to say that like a little bit slight difference between my sister and I, and I didn't know it at the time. So she's doing, 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 and I'm holding back. And what I know now that I didn't know then was, well, I have the words for it. I'm highly empathic. I've always been an intuitive empath. Mm -hmm. In that I feel other people's feelings even more than I feel my own, or mm -hmm. I would know what was going on with other people first, yes. all the time. So that was that was guiding me constantly. So you're you're fit in, don't make waves, and also I'm being bombarded with how other people feel constantly and don't realize that that's what's happening. Yeah. No idea who I was. <laughs> no idea. I don't know how I survived to be honest. Um, but as time, as time went on, I, uh, I started doing things, but I had to get to, I think you have to hit a wall. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's what really I've noticed with all my clients, mm-hmm. with the people I talk to, which is why I kind of drew this roadmap that starts with a volcano. It's like a volcano that erupts. Yes. <laughs> I had to hit a wall. Yeah. And um I I ended up working in a corporate environment, Mm -hmm. people programs, always around people, helping people, disability management, employment equity, which Mm -hmm. was the precursor of diversity. Mm -hmm. And in Canada, it was was the Canadian affirmative action. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe that would be my my purpose, corporate employment. No, it was not. And then, (laughs) and um, dealing with transition, those those kinds of things. So I was doing, doing these huge programs in these huge organizations and realized that it was like what I called pirate world, Mm -hmm. that the only thing that's important is loot, getting more stuff and more power over people. And I was stuck in a world that felt that that was what was important. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to do. It felt like, you know, it felt like that it felt like burnout or what I call rust out when you're not using who you are mm-hmm. um, at work. So I would go in and I was like 27, 27, 28. And I would be exhausted mm-hmm. every day after work. And I would be thinking, are you supposed to be exhausted when you're 27? Right. Every day? Like, isn't, isn't this the, my youth? And um, of course, I wasn't thinking that when I was 27, but I did realize like I was exhausted and and wiped out. I was uh, completely wiped out. And and it was it was actually just deciding to feel Mm. as opposed to repress and not feel because I was really good at coping with situations that weren't good for me. I think that people who are excellent copers, you know, the superwoman syndrome, yeah. cope, you can cope, persist, keep going, keep doing. People who are great at that um, don't get to the point where you're feeling what you feel. Yeah. So it happened for me in the workplace and also in a relationship all at the same time, bang, smash, boom. Yeah. And I actually admitted that something, this wasn't working for me. It's like the stop, stop the denial, stop coping, Mm -hmm. stop pretending, stop trying to fit in into a world in which you don't fit. Yeah. You know, and that was my first step. That's amazing. I, I decided to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that's a, it's an interesting statement because I don't even think that people realize how much we are not allowing ourselves to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can share that for many years, I was pushing down emotions. I didn't even realize how much I just, you mm-hmm. know, it's like your sister doing, 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 keep it going, keep it moving success at all costs. I don't need to mm-hmm. feel cause if I feel it's going to slow me down. Right. right. Feeling <laughs> right. slow you down. Right. Right. And then the right. other half part of that is that, you know, whenever I did get knocked down with feelings, because that's how it occurred for me back then, right? Mm-hmm. Is being knocked down. I feel because I feel so deeply, like when I do, like, you know, I have the condition of, you know, just 
the depth of emotion that I experienced, yeah. I always felt that if I, if I stopped to feel that I might never, I might like lay down in a bed and never get up again. Cause I'd be just in a fetus right. position, you know? Right. Right. And so I just, it's so powerful when you decide to feel because, you know, it's like you're giving yourself permission to be human. That's actually, that's absolutely it. Permission. Yeah. I can feel, I can decide that this isn't right for me. And it was also, I realized that, that nobody was looking out for me. Mm-hmm. There was no career path that was being traced for me in pirate world. I, I had exceeded the, the low expectations <laughs> that were set for me in the, the organization. And anyways, climbing the corporate ladder wasn't my path. And so it's almost like, so one of the things that I, I want to say to people is, hey, if you've never fit in this world, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. You've never fit. That's your secret sauce. That's yeah. what you know that other people don't know. You don't belong because this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. This kind of pirate world doesn't work for people, doesn't work for most people, mm-hmm. but the people who are aware that it doesn't work and are willing to say it are the people that have been on the margins, yeah. that have been not included. And so that's why I think it's so powerful for women, women of color, black women, brown women, and white women that have been marginalized to say, hey, hey, this is, I'm going to create my own work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow a different path that nobody's actually outlined for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do what truly fulfills me, even though I don't know what that is yet. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. Powerful. And I think that's what I did then at that point. Yeah. And, and at the time there wasn't, you know, there wasn't really a path. Now people talk about it more, but I still think there's not, the path is not so clear. Mm-hmm. I still think that we have so, I call it getting purpose adjacent um, as opposed to purpose aligned. It's so easy to be purpose adjacent because that's what the world's set up to be. Yes. You know, the, world, the world isn't set up for you to full expression, <laughs> be your, do your world changing work. Cause I think a lot of us came here mm-hmm. to do work that changes things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think your work changes the world. So many of the women that I've been talking to, their work changes the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think, oh, it's not, it's not enough or somebody else is doing it, but it's enough. Yeah. And it's for you to do. Yeah. And with your perspective. Right. Um, so that's where it all started for me. It was like a long, a long track from there but it started at that point I think it's a decision when you make a decision about that you're going to follow your own path yeah and and I think it's just it's just so powerful and I really just love that terminology purpose adjacent versus purpose aligned because this the system does set us up it's tricky right it's It's very tricky oh oh you're you're on track. You're, you're doing the thing you're supposed to do, but you're like, your purpose is over here, but you're just like beside it and you feel it, it, but it, you know, you're like, 
it's hard to <laughs> it's like yes and you like, want to talk you want to talk yourself out of it like oh, oh yes. you know it's not really bad if i just do a little of this it'll be okay Ooh, yes yes <laughs> rationalize yeah. it rationalize right? yeah yeah but at a certain point, so it's so interesting because, you know, when you were saying about people learning to listen to that inner voice and it's never too late, it's never too late. You can listen to it. But as soon as you start listening to it, so there's always a danger if you think of it, it's danger. As soon as you start listening to your inner voice, it gets louder. Mm-hmm. And when you're off track, it, it becomes very difficult to do anything yeah. that's not aligned with your purpose. It's like, uh, right. Good news, bad <laughs> Good news. news. Right. Good news is when you hear it, you know, there's a path. The bad news is you can't turn back. It's the thing you can't unknow. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's so funny that you say that. Cause you just gave language to something that I experienced as a physician. Right. Mm-hmm. So I came out of of residency, not having started a regular job, like really putting, pushing on my path of integrative medicine, struggling. I struggled. I mean, like not the doctor who goes out and gets six figures, but like the doctor who starts their own practice and wonders where the next meal is coming from. And people are like (laughs) a doctor. Yes. Which I think gives me the grit that I have to have built three businesses. Right. But I remember thinking to myself, several times along my career path, my clinical, even when I transitioned to coaching, why could I not just be the the doctor who just went and got six figures and paid off all my student loans? And every time I thought about that, it just turned my stomach because it Mm -hmm. was the thing, like the purpose path. And I couldn't do anything else. Good news. Exactly. Exactly. Like if I did anything else, I'd be miserable. (laughs) I like whisper that I'm unemployable now. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm totally unemployable. Good news, bad news. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And but the thing is, when you then when you are aligned, when you get aligned and you embrace it, Mm -hmm. all kinds of uh, wondrous things happen that you didn't expect that you can't predict that right. just show up on your doorstep. So it's just that creaking, like the creaking door. Okay. Yeah. 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 And once you like close the, so the other thing I think that, that causes problems for people once they find that purpose path and they're listening, they're kind of moving toward it is they kind of try to keep their toe in the door. Yes. Like, you know, yes. You know how like when you have a, a, a deadbolt and you close the door, but you put the deadbolt out so you can just like get back in. Like people do that. Right? They're like, oh, let me just create this so that if I need to go back in there, I can't, even though it's going to be miserable. And what that does, I truly believe is it blocks the be- blessings, right? Yeah. So yeah. Door, when you shut it, and lock it no matter I mean, it's going to have all kind of like feelings, bodily sensations that we call whatever we call it. But when you shut the door, then that's only, that's the only time you can see the new door open the new pathway. Yes. You need space. You mm-hmm. cannot pile on top of what you already have. This yes. thing that is the an- answering your soul's calling mm-hmm. that's on your purpose path because there's no space for it. 
it it actually needs space. So for sure, in those cases, the door needs being shut. But one of the things I always say to people too, especially people who are starting out on this path, is that you've got you can have your survival work, but make sure you know it's not it's your survival work because on the other hand, you're creating your sacred work. Right. And they are not the same thing. Right. And so you can say, okay, I've got my survival work, which is going to fund my sacred work, mm-hmm. but that's, it's not my fallback. It's not the fallback. Right. The, there's only one direction and that's towards my sacred work. And the, and whatever I've been doing is funding that now. And eventually it's going to drift away. And there comes a time when you know, it's time, right? Gotta go. It's time to go. I mean, you know, when I was in my practice, before I transitioned out of coaching, when I was in my private practice, I worked part-time job, locums, contract work, and I worked part-time in my practice. And five years in, there came a point where I just knew I was capping myself. I was three days a week in my practice and two days a week working part-time. And I called my assistant and I was like, this is it. Like I, it takes an enormous leap of faith and internal courage and belief in oneself, right. And mm-hmm. stepping in and being willing to step into the unknown, to let mm-hmm. go of that last little piece of security and then create the, the, the rest of the security in on your own, because it's, you know, security is kind of like an illusion anyway. Right. Right. But to like, let go of that. So there comes a time when you know internally that it's time to jump and that's when you have to let it go. Yeah, I think I did exactly the same thing. When you just say that about your contracts, I did the contracts and then it was like, nope, that's it. I'm, yeah. This is, this is, and you know, you know yeah. when, you know when you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's really a, an imperative. It's an imperative. It is. It is. Yeah. So funny. And the yeah, the funny thing too is like then what happens is so you do so it's you figure out where what you're here to do and then it keeps changing. Yes, I mean oh there's my. a <laughs> <laughs> there's a theme, but you're following this. You have to continuously navigate. Like a lot of people think, ah, oh, great, got it, done. It. I'm at the right. destination. Uh, uh-uh. uh, that's not. There is no destination. This keeps changing. You're constantly growing as a human being. The world is changing outside of you. You're evolving. Your calling may have a bit of a theme, but it changes the way that you need to manifest it, what you need to do. And, and that listening to it, especially, so let's say you've created something, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then ding, well, there's another thing that comes up. I mean, 2020 changed a lot of stuff for me. Wow. So 2020 made said to me, hey, I want to work with black women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, how do I do that? Because I've been in a completely white environment, completely white environment. And so that's been the call of, of really putting together something for women like me, which shifts what I've been doing, but it makes it, it's a deeper, it's really deeper for me. Mm -hmm. It feels like stepping into um, a fuller expression of myself. Yeah. And that's why I always think that for the risk, you know, the, the risk, the courage um, that people need is counterbalanced by the depth of the calling. Mm. So if you're really, if you have a deep 
clarity about what you need to bring to the world, it helps yeah. to step over that fear. It does. And, and then if you don't have a clear understanding, just be willing to be pulled along, listen to the voice because the voice will guide you every single time. I was like you, it's like, I I came to a point, I was like, oh, this is it. I, this is it. I'm, I'm integrative medicine, you know, melding the worlds and having people be empowered in their healing. And, you know, to be honest with you, when I think about the core of what I do, it's always been that and always will be that I believe Yes, it just takes different forms. right? Right. So then I went into coaching mom docs and helping them through burnout and then helping them to find their ideal careers. And that was it. And then it was like, oh, no, that's not it. You know, now, you know, training people in, in my, in the mind remapping technologies, you know, NLP, hypnosis, timeline therapy, all of those things. And, and same, like realizing I want to bring this to communities of color. That's it. Right. And now, now, I mean, you know, I, I say this is it, but I really have learned that it's never it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it for now. And for now, (laughs) the voice tells me it's time to expand that it, Mm -hmm. then that's what I'll do. But there's a point though, that within that, that I think you made, which is kind of finding out the core of who you are, because when you discover the core of who you are, then your, it may take several forms, but it'll be aligned inside of why you're here on this earth, your unique, special ability that you bring, the thing that you have to bring to the earth. Yeah. So it's the, the thing that when I re- kind of discovered my thing, it, was, it really was to help people to see their beauty, mm-hmm. to see themselves. And now I realize that everything I've done is around that. It's that idea that seeing your gifts, seeing the thread of your purpose, being seen. You know, the idea, you know, little kids, everybody just wants to be seen, wants to be seen and heard, wants to see, we want to see our own significance. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that it's that that's the core of this work, Um, providing the environment where people get seen. Because once that people are seen and they get it, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Kind of amazing. You just gave me something really profound in this conversation, by the way, personally, mm. which is, you know, I've been reading this book called The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I binged it because it came into my world through several different people in one week's time. So I listened to the message. Okay. Drop everything. Read the book. So I audible. Mm. And he talks about, there's a question. What is your unique ability, right? What is your specific new unique? And I've been digging into that. And what I just got. And I don't know how it came to me is that I believe that for me, it's bringing healing at Mm. the deepest level. Like that is my unique ability Mm. has Mm. taken different forms over the year. But when I'm at my best, whether I'm teaching in the front of the room, whether I'm doing one-on-one one work, I am bringing healing at the deepest level. That's my, that's, that's what it is. I'm like, Ooh, you just, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because when I'm at my best, 
I see the seers into being. I mm. do that. That's what I'm at my best. So it's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> listen, we have definitely more conversation. This is just like, man, we just like scratched the surface. But I think our next conversation, I'm, I'm putting it down. Okay. I think it could be discovering your your ability like really yes. like uncovering it discovering your unique yes. I'm, I'm writing it down because seriously like as soon as we get off i want you to click the link again and reschedule okay <laughs> rebook rebook this for our next recording um that'll be really fun yes yep so before i let you go mm. i want to make sure our listeners know like listen y'all this is part one of a part two conversation we just scratched the surface but I think that's just so much more to be said. I want to ask you two questions. Number one, what do you want people to take away from this conversation? So I want them to take away, it's that list, that inner voice, just to start listening to that inner voice that it might be a nudge, a whisper. For some people, it's a felt sense, some people it's a vision, mm-hmm. uh, or, or just a, 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 it feels like just a lilt, mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Just listen to that. It doesn't have to lead to a thing. I mean, your your inner voice can be saying, go buy some crayons. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> go to the store. You have no idea what it's saying to you. Just mm-hmm. start listening and start following, like playing to mm-hmm. follow it. Like it's a game. It's a game of hide and seek. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Start listening to the voice. And the second thing is, how can people follow you, get in touch with you, reach you if they want to work with you? So go to soulscallingacademy.com and you'll see that there are programs up there. Some things are, there's a wait list for things, but there are programs up there. And right now I'm offering Souls Calling Coach training. So, but just go to the site, fill up contact form. We can, we can have a chat and see what you need. Awesome. 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 Bev, I am so grateful for you and grateful for this conversation. Thank you for the contribution that you were to me. Thank you for the contribution that you are to my audience. And I look forward to part two of this conversation. Um, You guys, her, uh, Bev's information will be in the show notes. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see it in the description. So go check her out go check her out and you know i just i honor you i can't wait for our next conversation thanks Maisha. it's been great thank you so much yes well you guys i always thank the the listeners without the listeners there's no podcast um you know go and and leave a comment or leave a review if you like what you're hearing because we want the people coming after you to know that this conversation is transforming lives. So you know how to get in touch with me if you need me. Um, but right now the star of the show is Bev Barnes. So go <laughs> check her out and we will see you on the next episode. Stay safe and stay healthy. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Remember to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we release a new episode. 
Also, this is truly a movement for us. And I'm committed that this message reaches the masses. However, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us to grow. So if you like this podcast, I would love and appreciate if you'd let us know. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and then share it with just three of your friends. We want to expand our reach and bring transformation to all of our brothers and sisters out there who are still seeking more freedom, purpose, and peace of mind in their lives. And finally, if you want to learn more about how to join our community, it's simple. Go to www.mindremappingnation.com. And if you're interested in learning more about NLP and hypnosis and how you can learn and train with us, consider looking at our upcoming classes. You can read more about that at remapmymind.com or schedule directly if you want more deep work at remapmymind.today. As always, we love and appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Namaste.